0: Hey guys and welcome to uh, Peloton People episode number 78. Uh, today is the first show of December and I can't even believe how fast this year's gone. I, I've been doing a lot of reflecting lately and and maybe we'll get into some of that today um, with my guest but uh, right now Um, Anderson and Nikki, they're at shoot around at Belmont university for their game to get day against Georgia tech. They played Georgia tech last Sunday in a, in like a holiday tournament, but today they play them again at home. So I'm off to the game right after this. So who knows when this thing will be posted, but, um, it should be fun. They lost to Georgia tech last week. They really had the game in hand until about two minutes left. So we'll see if they can get it done at home could be could be interesting. I think this Belmont team is really going to be great this year. But today, I'm super excited about this because my co-host today is Ryan McMullen, and he is my um, MetPro coach and, and a friend of mine and uh, just an all-around great guy. So, I mean, he's not really here as a representative of MetPro in any way today, although we will talk a little MetPro. He's just really here as my guest and as my friend. So, um, welcome, Ryan. What's going on, William? Happy to be here, buddy. Yeah, this this is this is so cool. And and I was thinking, and I don't know, maybe I'm in a reflective mood today. But I was I was thinking about this as I was typing up the notes, and you'll notice I have about 25 hours worth of notes, so we'll never get to everything. But you know, just looking at this whole journey, you know, especially especially with you and MetPro. I mean, this time, this time last year, I didn't even know you and I didn't even know. um, I mean, I'd heard of MetPro, but I didn't know really what it was. And, um, and, you know, our Facebook group, we didn't even have our Facebook group this time last year. And I just think about like all the changes that have happened to me in this year, you know, and MetPro being a, a huge, huge part of that for me. I mean, in my in my personal journey you know, when the, when the year started, I was, I was just going crazy with workouts. I mean, just insane. And we have, they have like this thing on Peloton, that's called um, the challenge or the annual, and it shows you how many minutes you've done with Peloton. And I mean, I was right up there with like the top people in, (laughs) in the first couple of months. And then, and then I, I think maybe that's when I got into Whoop. I can't remember when I got into Whoop, but but Whoop changed my whole perspective of working out. Oh, and yeah. then and then and then, like I said, I was working out like crazy, and I wasn't really losing any weight. You know, one thing that and I knew this already, by the way. I, you know, everybody does, but but one thing What's you that really changing? realize. Is, you can't out-train a bad diet, right? <laughs> you really can't. I mean, the diet is so, so important. I, I would even... I mean, I, I work out because I love it. I mean, that's really the reason I, I work out. It's fun for me. I don't really have any great, great aspirations to run great again or anything like that. It's just... I just love doing it. But I just found that it was just, I don't know, so, so hard to... To, yeah, you can't you can't outrun a diet. I guess I guess that's the bottom the bottom line. So so I guess my my point of all this is like thanks so much for coming into my life. Um, thanks for everything you do to me. I, I got tons of questions for you, and we're gonna make sense some Peloton stuff too. But um, we'll just we'll just see where it goes. And another thing, you know, I don't know if you've been well, we've been talking some, but you know, my my journey this this year has been the most changes I've had in years. And, and I love change. I love routine too. And I love change. So I'm really a huge contradiction, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to get out to the farm full time. I'm pretty much here right now. Jennifer, by the way, my wife had her light bulb moment last week and I think she's all on board. She's over at one of our other places working on it today, like design work and stuff. And, and it's just, it's just crazy how all that stuff happens. I told you this and I mentioned it on the podcast because she's actually moved away from us. But our famous next door neighbor was Kelsey Ballerini. And and this is in Nashville. And, and we're just renters in Nashville, by the way. We we rent the house next door. Or we rented the house next door to Kelsey. We were there before her, by the way. But so anyway, last week, her house sold for three point seven million dollars. I mean, I mean that's even that's even expensive for your area and you live in California, you know. That's, yeah, that's up there. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I'm sitting here in this in this rental house, and I'm and it's a nice house, don't get me wrong. It's a really nice house. It's not 3.7 million dollars, but it's nice. And and I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna be priced out of this market like really, really soon. You know, I need I need like an exit plan. And, and everything just kind of fell into place with, with just all these opportunities. And it was just like, okay, just 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 grab them and, and go for it. And so it, it's, it's been awesome. And and you're a young guy. Are you, You're late 20s, right? 30, 30. 30. Okay. So you're still really young. Yeah. But I'm telling you, everybody I know that has been really successful in life, and, and I'm past that point, by the way, but Everybody that I know has that has been really really successful, they had strong tangent goals. You know like mm-hmm. my, like my dad my da- like I think that's one of my my biggest issues is I can never be uh better off than my dad was cuz I mean at one time he was a really well off guy, very successful, but I look at him and his life and he had very very concrete goals. You know, and I just I never had that. You know, I mean, that's not true. No, it is. I mean, I, I, I always knew I liked making money and, you know, gosh, in my younger days, I probably lived more of a hedonistic lifestyle. I I mean, it was just all about the present, you know, and, and I just, I didn't think a ton about the future or even about the past. I, I just never had those goals. I always knew that's how you get to it, but I never was able to put it into in the process, but I guess all that to say, I have some real tangible goals now. Now I'm I'm going to be 56 this month, but you know, like I'm so excited because I've got like on paper, you know, exactly what I want to do, where I want to go, and 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 all that stuff. And, and Met Pro and you fit into that as well, but. I don't know. I, like I, I said, I'm just I'm just in a really reflective mood. So uh, it's a good it's a good season to be in a reflective mood, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it is. And and we have a Peloton person. Um, I can't remember her last name right now, but but uh, it's Gwendolyn, and her leaderboard name's Gwen. Gets to, but she is like I want to be just like Gwen because she's on her she's on her she's one of our be real friends, and she's just so organized and so. I, she just has it all together. You can just tell. You you can just tell. And and you know I want to be more like that and a little less chaotic and and just more more thought out. You know you know what I mean. But yeah. okay, enough about me. So <laughs> let's 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 get to know you a little bit. So sure. I know you're a MET Pro coach, but what else are you? I, I also know you're like a mountain man. You love to like go hiking and <laughs> and camping and and working out your your are you still a big huge crossfitter or are you transitioning away from that in your life i it's my deepest love i always okay. will be at heart um
1: and i guess that's part of my background is like i didn't jump into that you know it kind of life led me to that at some point um which you know i guess like to kind of sum it all up like i grew up you, and you know this like mm-hmm. we've talked about this you know i grew up really overweight Um, you know, my heaviest, I was, you know, 275 pounds. I think I might've been heavier, but you know, at some point you like stop stepping on the scale because you're just scared of the number. Um, and you know, we're not like my ongoing joke is like, that wasn't 275 pound, like playing football linebacker. That was, that was 275 pound, not healthy kid. Um, and I lost a bunch of weight, um, I think about 90 pounds. I got down to 185 and I did it all through just diet and exercise. And at the time that was pure cardio, right? So, and and this kind of leads me into my journey of like finding CrossFit. You know, I did all that through like biking and swimming and running. Um, I think I was running like my minimum was six miles a day um, always. And I did that for a long time. And then I started going, okay, like now I want to gain strength. And then I got into bodybuilding and then that led to a ton of injuries. And then I got really into yoga because that was fixing my injuries. And I did that for about a year. And then, then I started kind of blending the two, right. And like some bodybuilding, some yoga, um, or I guess I should say three And, and still doing like a lot of cardio. Um, I got into some, you know, triathlons and and things like that. I did a couple marathons, halves. Um and then I found CrossFit and for me it kind of like two things. It put all of those things together and a light bulb went off in my head and I was like dang, like I can do all of this in a single session, you know? I yeah. can get my strength, I can get my cardio. Um and then there was another piece to it that really kind of hit me is like I I played water polo in high school. So mm you know although i was heavy i was active i was in sports but i just my diet was awful right. like it was so so bad um and then crossfit kind of brought me back to which i get uh, you probably get this from peloton a little bit that competition kind of that like yeah. like that team sport almost mm-hmm. where you're both competing cuz you want to be better but you're also doing it alongside and kind of like going through the suck with other people. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And that's what I at least found through CrossFit is it was everything I liked. It was, you know, weightlifting, a lot of technical movements. It was cardio. It was stretching. You got to be flexible. And then there was that like exercise, like c- competition component to it. Um, so yes, it is my love. It's my passion. Um,
0: how long, how long have you been a CrossFitter? Mm,
1: 2011 or 10 2010 um so about 12 almost 13 years yep
0: and do you do any of the competitions and stuff like that um not probably not
1: what people would recognize as competitions um you know when you see competitions you're seeing the hippy top, the cream of the crop, the, you know, these are, you know, regionals, athletes, or I guess it used to be regionals, um, you know, games, athletes, there are a lot of, uh, local competitions, you know, they're at local CrossFit gyms, you know, one, two hours away, sometimes in your hometown. Um, and I've done lots of those, uh, absolutely. And then my, my other passion was the, the Olympic weightlifting component of CrossFit. I mm-hmm. fell in love with that. The snatch, the clean and jerk. Um, so I did
0: a lot of uh, USA weightlifting competitions as well. That's neat. So when you go when you go in and you got your class of the day, basically, like everybody at your gym, they do the same workout together, sort of, right? Yep. Yeah. So, so what's your favorite thing? Like, what's your favorite exercise to do? Snatches. Snatches. Okay, that's it. That's interesting. I love snatches. They've always been my favorite. I've always been fascinated with CrossFit. I can't really remember when I became aware of it, but it it was it was a bunch of years ago, but you know, I already I already felt like I was past my prime. And and the biggest thing for me like staying away from CrossFit cuz I had a good friend that did it. He loved it. He seemed like he got hurt more than he should have. But the big thing is it was so much money. I mean, you know like and and I'm just not a rich guy and I was like, you know, you know, you can easily spend over 100, up to like 200 more for CrossFit a month, you know, like at a, at a good gym. But I mean, you're paying for, you know, you're paying for that family, too. And I mean, you guys, you guys are really in the trenches together. I, I really I really admire like the whole CrossFit community. And I think I think if I'd been like a young dude. That I would have just embraced, you know, it wasn't around back in my day, but I think I think that's where really what I would have embraced as as really loving because you guys do a little bit of everything. I, I I love that. I love that aspect of it. And so. there, and don't get me wrong, like you know, although I
1: love it, it's it's my chosen kind of modality of exercise. It's definitely got its problems. You know, you mentioned a few of them, right? It's like we hear people, you know, getting injured all the time, and it's like two things can be true, right? Like that is very possible. It's possible with poor programming, poor coaching. You know, if, if you go into a gym and the coach doesn't have as much experience or, you know, doesn't know like, Oh, this is going to cause problems or, you know, dealing with injuries like that can definitely happen. And, you know, and it's also a personal component of it. Like I've seen so many people like come in with too much of a competitive kind of, uh, yeah, you know, I guess personality towards it. And it's like, you know, they don't care that their movement pattern sucks. They yeah. don't care. Uh, they want to do the prescribed way, even though it's far beyond their capacity. And, and that is kind of uh, where a lot of injuries will, will kind of fall into play. Um, and, and a lot of that gets mitigated or helped through good owners, good coaches. Yeah. Right. That
0: makes, and you and you owned your own CrossFit gym
1: until just recently, right? I did for eight years from 2014 to uh, June of 22. So, yeah, just about you, still,
0: you still work out at your gym. Is that I where do. you used to go? That, yeah, that's really yeah, neat.
1: Because those are my people. Those are my friends. Those are my family. Those are people I've known for years and years and years. And I love
0: working out with them, seeing them. Yeah. Do you miss do you miss owning it, or was it kind of relief to to be away from that side of the business? Bittersweet, you
1: know. Um I don't know. I still get to coach. I get to coach through Met Pro. I get to talk to people. I get to my my passion has always been teaching and helping people do things to get them to where they want to be health-wise, right? That's my passion. So for me, like I love CrossFit, but I also love my clients that are marathon runners and just ran a PR marathon. I love, you know, I I love all of it. So I, I get to do that. Um, so, you know, the, the things I don't miss are probably the kind of more administrative components behind like running a business, you know, you're dealing with, you know, the emails and the books and, you know, a a lot of other aspects of that, but coaching has kind of always been my passion and just helping people because I didn't have help and I, which we could get into if you want, but like I didn't have, I didn't do weight loss and nutrition right.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I know that really, you
1: told me that story. It's pretty crazy. I didn't do it right. And it caused me a lot of problems. It caused me a ton of metabolic problems. It caused me a ton of like bouncing around with my weight, um, injuries, you know, cause you're not fueling yourself properly, you know, and I don't want people to go through that. And because I had to kind of figure it out and um, it, it just, it's not the route I would choose for anybody at
0: all. <laughs> could, could you, could you ever see yourself falling back into your old bad ways? I mean, like, like, here's an example, you know, I've gone through periods where I've been great in life and I've gone through periods where my health has just sucked. Mainly like my, my biggest, worst injury to me anyway, was a uh, plantar fasciitis and I, I've struggled with that off and on for years. And, and I had a really bad bout of that a few years ago and I just, I couldn't work out at all. I mean, it was so painful. I could not work out at all. And then that is just when I really got out of control for the, for the last time. Yeah. And, you know, cause, cause, cause for me, you know, I never did have the greatest diet, but I could balance, I could balance it by, you know. Heck, I was probably an intermittent faster before intermittent fasting. Anybody knew what that meant? You know, I just I just wasn't that, I just wasn't that healthy and and I could sort of balance stuff with working out. But then but then once I got to a certain point, I just didn't work anymore. And, you know, as you get older, too, it, it, it get it gets harder. But I guess my question is, like, like, let's say you go through like a CrossFit injury, you know, and you can't do your CrossFit anymore. Could you see yourself going into a tailspin if you're not careful or do you, or do you think, you know, so much now that you would, you would never, that would never be a problem for you?
1: I uh, Yeah, that's kind of more what I lean towards. Um, I, I think uh, like knowledge is power, you know, yeah. it's kind of cliche, silly saying, but it really is. It's, it's kind of like when you know so much about the body nutrition, you know, why it's, not healthy to carry around extra weight and w- what you're putting into your body, uh, you know, I guess, no, is like the simple answer to that. And and I have dealt with that, right? Like not necessarily CrossFit injuries, but y- you kind of realize that like movement is key no matter what you're going through. You know, sure. um, I, years ago, gosh, 2019 probably like three years ago um I broke my foot. I was in a boot
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I have I have videos, I kid you not, of getting into the gym and doing single leg squats and getting on a rower and putting my leg up on a medicine ball and rowing with one leg and doing pull-ups and bench press. And, you know, I what I, what I see at least far more often than not is people have an injury and they stop working out entirely,
0: yeah. right?
1: And that wasn't even CrossFit related. I broke my foot running.
0: Well that's we you do that
1: running. I was running after a heavy rain and I was on some back roads and I just I wasn't really paying attention looking. Um silly mistake. I stepped in what I thought was a tiny little puddle of water, but it was a pothole that was two feet deep. Oh my gosh, that's tough. Yeah. So I took a nasty tumble. Um I broke uh my Fourth and fifth
0: metatarsals, um, and I just couldn't put any pressure on it. But it's, it's funny how many people you hear that that have injuries like that. You know, pothole running. I was especially. I've 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 known a million people. You know, <laughs> pothole that, running. Yeah, <laughs> pothole running. That that but, that is that is just not.
1: But yeah, so it's it's kind of things like that that like I know I'll never fall into those patterns because even though I broke my foot and I was in a boot, it was like okay, well, what can I do? Right, you have a completely different mindset of like, well, what can I do? And I've used that example so many times with so many people. You know, back injury. Okay, what can you do? And it kind of reframes your mind. You know, like, okay, you can't get on a bike, you can't run because it's too much pressure. Can you go into the gym and bench press? Does that hurt your back? No. That's
0: that's why you're a good coach, man. Uh, Right? Because
1: yeah. Can, can now, you go swim? Can you go, you know, what, like find the things that you can do, find the things that feel good and keep moving.
0: That's that's one thing I really, really like about Peloton is, you know, the classes are great. We we all love it. And, you know, everybody listening to this is is even more hardcore than I am. And I'm pretty hardcore. But, you know, especially as you get older, you don't know about this yet. But as you get older, you just don't bounce back like you did. But sure. I can go. I can go hard every single day on a Peloton bike, get get a great workout, and recover great the next day. Yeah. I, if I go out and run, let's just and an example for me, like just even two or three miles. And if I go hard, I I'm I'm toast for running for like two or three days after that. I just I guess I don't I don't. But so the bike just does not beat you up. Now Peloton has a tread and all this other stuff, but. You know, it, it's it is it, such a great workout, you know, we're, we're CrossFit. I mean, I've seen some older guys CrossFit and they just they just blow you away. I mean, they're they're so good. But, you know, it's it's a, uh, like your age is like the perfect CrossFit age. I think like anywhere from like twenty seven to like thirty eight or something like that. those seem to be like the prime CrossFit years, you know, when, no, when I, I got it. I have pushback on that. My friend. Let's well, yeah. Cause I'm coming in from like stereotypical, you know, the way I see it. So you yeah, go yeah. ahead. push Pushback. Yeah.
1: I've got major pushback again. I think it's all gym and coach related. Right. Yeah. I think that's number one is like, you have to find, cause look, don't get me wrong. There's bad gyms. There's bad coaches out there. I've been to them. I've dropped in, I've seen them. Um, but it, my, my, My favorite kind of, and I didn't coin this, it was the founder of CrossFit that said this is, you know, constantly varied functional movement at high intensity relative to the individual. And that was kind of the asterisk for me, right? Relative to the individual. Well, what does that mean? Right? We all take squatting, for example. Mm -hmm. I believe that everyone should squat, right? To the relative intensity for the individual, right? So me as a 30 year old guy, I want to get into the gym and I want to put a bar on my back and I want to squat 300, 400 pounds. That's intense to me as an individual. And I've built that up over time, but it doesn't take away from the fact that I want my 65 year old client putting a bar on her back. But what does that mean for her? Right? What does a bar mean? Quote unquote, right? It could be a PVC pipe. Maybe it's not even a bar, but that's a functional movement that we all do every single day. You sit down in your desk chair, you sit down in your car and you stand up out of it. You sit down on the toilet, right? It's a functional movement that we're consistently doing and it needs to be made challenging, right? And if you can't squat to a bar, squat to a box, squat to a bench, right? So I, in my gym, at least- I may be squatting 300 pounds right next to a rack where someone is doing a body weight squat to a bench, Mm -hmm. right next to that person, and we are both, in my opinion, we're both doing the same exercise at an intensity that's relative to both of us.
0: Gotcha. Okay, that that makes sense. So, bottom line, it sounds like to me you're saying that your CrossFit coach is really important. I mean, you know, to to help you make. You know variations that you need, and and that sort of thing. So I I guess I guess that's the that's the key to get into the community that that you fit in and, yep. and yep. with a great coach. Okay, I I totally get that. But
1: and, I and think this is- I think what people do see more, more often than not, and this is kind of the you know, problem with social media, is like you're not seeing the sixty five year old person that's you know, squatting to a bench and doing their best. You're seeing the 65-year-old guy that's probably been fit his whole life and he's doing crazy amount of weight on sure. You're not seeing, so you see that and you think, well, I can't do that. So CrossFit's not for me.
0: Right. It, this is, this is kind of funny and really off the, I guess it's not so much off the topic, but I couldn't even do a squat a few months ago and now I can, I can do them no problem. You know, like, like stuff like that. When you're heavier, then you then you feel comfortable being. It's really it can be really hard with with that with that extra weight, you know, for yeah. sure. Oh
1: yeah, and I come from that background, right? Yeah, I couldn't do a pull up. I couldn't do a squat. I couldn't do a push up. Yeah, I, I couldn't run. I couldn't run a mile when I first started.
0: Yeah. I. I that, but you do it. It's crazy. So now let me talk. Let me ask you this. I want to pivot just a little bit because. I won't keep you twenty five hours, I promise. But I've <laughs> i just got all these curious questions that I'm sure like other people um, are curious about too. We'll, we'll get into your Met Pro journey later. But you know, I used to think, and I still think it'd be a great job. But like, I think like what you do with Met Pro has got to be like so cool, you know, helping people out and and that sort of thing. But then you know, like I've been in this reflective mood lately, so I was thinking last night as I was thinking about you. I mean, yeah, it sounds great and all, but I mean, you gotta you gotta take on a lot of other people's stuff. I mean, like, like I know for me, and I would imagine like anybody that, and I just want to point out too, you know, you're not you don't just help people lose weight; you help people get way more fit as well. I mean, it's, it's sort of it's sort of an all around component. You know, for me, it was more about losing weight, but I think like when you come to this weight stuff you know, you, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably making more assumptions, but I I can only just draw on me personally, but I mean, there's issues there, you know, like I have like emotional baggage and, and stuff like that. To me, I would think that would make your job really hard. I mean, you don't really seem like you get bogged down by it, but when I'm just thinking about it, I'm like, how, how do you do that? Like day in, day out. And, you know, people struggling and 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 I mean, yeah, you get to see people's successes too, but but I'm sure there's like, you know, people that you would like to see succeed that do not, or for, you know, for whatever various reason, maybe they're just not ready yet, you know, for that kind of thing. But to me, that would be like, like the, the hardest, the hardest thing, just the emotional stuff. How, how do you cope with that? And how do you not take that on? And, and that's, I mean, it's almost like you're. It's almost like you're a psychiatrist without, without the degree. You know what I mean? I, I consistently joke that I'm
1: 50% nutrition and trainer and 50% counselor. I it's it, which is true because you do hear, you know, people's struggles and their stories and because there always is that component to it, right? How like why haven't you exercised this week? Right. And there's a slew of emotions that come with that. Well, I didn't exercise because I haven't been sleeping because this is going on in my life, right? Right. Work is really stressful. Home life is really stressful. Someone went into the hospital, right? Like there are so many of those components. So I do get to listen to them and help people and talk through it. I think where I kind of find um, a silver lining is – I'm not interested in just getting people to lose weight. And I think you know this from working with you, right? Oh,
0: definitely.
1: I'm like, that's not even my number one priority. It's how do we change habits and life patterns that lead to consistent health benefits? right? yeah. So when someone is not on top of their diet and they're not exercising, what other components can we can we do that are in my realm of expertise, right? Of just general health and fitness practices. What can we do? Right. Well, okay, they're going through a rough time. Example, right? They're going through a hard time, they're not exercising, they're not on track with their diet, right? Okay, can I get them to do 10 minutes of meditation per night? Right. Mm-hmm. Can I get, get them to wake up and the first thing they do rather than getting on their phone is go outside and get some sunlight, and go on a walk, right? right? Get them to do that, because those are healthy practices that are going to get them out of that state, right? And then back on track with whatever their goal is, right? Insert goal. Okay, I want to run a PR marathon, I want to lose 50 pounds, I want to, you know, whatever the case is, that's, that's my goal. And if you can do that, then you build on that goal. So that's like, for me, that's my priority with all of my clients is how do we implement these healthy practices? Not so like they rely on me either. I want them. hopefully is that they remember those things so that when they're not with me as their coach, they can be like, oh man, I remember working with Brian. I'm going through a tough time right now. My nutrition is not on point. I'm not exercising at all. I remember this helped me. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go get outside and go on a 10 minute walk every morning and get some sunshine
0: I I think those are all really good points and and you know looking back on our journey together, I mean, you've helped me so much and and then I look at all my life changes that have happened this year and and I can't, you know definitely put my finger on it well, this is all met Pro related, but it is definitely a foundational building block you know I I don't think. And it's 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 hard to say. And that's why I say, like, there's a lot of the mental component to it. You know, like before MetPro, I don't I don't know if I would have jumped at some of these opportunities I've had this year, you know, with without that. And and so so for me, it goes way, way farther. You know, I like the eating component for me. I've struggled ever since my dad went down, you know, and, and he's doing much better now but but like all sorts of changes happen there. Oh I mean it was like overnight just tons of things. And and i the the coolest thing for me about MetPro is like if i was on any other plan and because i've tried everything in my life i i would have probably backslid like so much but with MetPro i can just i can refocus. I know what to do. It's super simple, you know when you when you get down to it and and it's so resilient and you can bounce back so quickly. I, I mean, I just I love it. Maybe it's because you're eating good foods and you feel better and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, with with life happening and especially around the holidays, I mean, it's it, this is another question I have for you. Like, it's got to be like, you know, everybody, everybody probably... Once again, I'm generalizing based on my own, my own thoughts, but I would think everybody struggles somewhat more around the holidays and then, everybody. <laughs> and then, and then, and so you've got, you've got, and this is, this is where your industry is so weird. So you've got everybody struggling right now and mm-hmm. you just want to probably slap them in the face and say, okay, just, just do this baseline thing here, you know, stay in. And then, and then it's like they, you just, It's not even like turning on the water spout. It's like a freaking fire hose. You know, January 1st hits and then everybody wants to change their ways overnight. You know, like that's to me, I would think that would be frustrating too for you. You know, it's actually not. It used to be. It really used
1: to be for me because I'm like, man, if you want to make a change, like don't wait for a date. But like if it requires a date for them to make a change, I'm here, like open arms, come to that's me, cool. come to cool. me, please. Because if that's the change, if that date, because, and, and the reason I think I am that way is because that was the change for me losing 90 pounds. Yeah. January 1st, 2010 was the day. I mean, right. it really was. I said, I'm sick of this. I've had enough. This is my new year's resolution. And I did it. So I was one of those guys, right? That's interesting. I, I really was. So I don't I don't mind it as much. Um, probably the only like biggest upset is because I do get flooded with work, right? Like so that's yeah. like
0: yeah, no, that's know, what that's and it that's is that's what work. I would
1: think. You know, it is work. So it it definitely goes from like, hey, we're in this like super quiet to all of a sudden bam, you're like hit the ground running. Um yeah. but I don't mind it and it's not. You know, it, it's
0: it's it's not cumbersome for me. I don't I don't mind it. Like now now what's the most rewarding? Is it when somebody has that light bulb moment? Is that is that when it really and and by the way, I'm not sure I've even had that light bulb moment yet, but 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 I I've enjoyed the journey so much, but but I would think like when somebody finally gets it, like when it just clicks. That's got to be so rewarding. I mean, does that happen? Like I said, I don't think it's happened for me, but I, it's got to happen. It, is, am I right or am I just dreaming of a utopia that doesn't exist?
1: No, you're dead. Look, I'm super happy when I get clients that reach their winkle, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm extremely happy with it. They come in, here's the number I want to be at. This is what's going to make me feel good. When they get there, I'm like, success, right? Or they come to me and they're like, you know what? I realized something about myself, right? That Those light bulb moments that you're talking about. But for me, what really hits and where I get super happy is when I connect with a client that was with me for six, seven months and or or three, whatever, right? However long I was with them. What makes me happy is when I connect with a client that I was with two years later and I haven't spoken to them. And I get on the phone or I talk to them or I see them, right? And I and I look at them and they're like, I'm still going with everything that you taught me.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I was I was saying on the on the podcast a few weeks back that I mean, for me, Met Pro is almost seemed like like the best college course I ever took. You know, like that that's how much that's that's how much I feel like I've learned, you know, and and, and, you know, and, and you and I have a great relationship. Oh, here's another question I have. What happens if somebody does Met Pro and they just don't click with their coach? Is there anything they can do about that? I haven't I haven't had that issue because, you know, that, you know, we, we get along great. And um, but but what hap- does, does that that's got to happen, right? Oh, yeah. Look, it
1: happens with me. It happens with other coaches. I will say, like, we, we definitely have um, a lot of kind of roadblocks in place to prevent that, right? Mm-hmm. We have people take a short, you know, kind of personality test. Like, how do you like to be coached? Do you need the militant type? Do you need like the, hey, like go get it done and get off the phone, right? Do you need more handholding? Do you need more encouragement, right? Even when there, there shouldn't be, like you haven't been on plan, <laughs> like what do, what do you need? So we have people do that, right? And then through the course of the process of them coming to me before I even speak with them, they're speaking with someone in, you know, sales, right? Mm-hmm. They're just speaking with someone who knows about the program and can give them an idea of what it's going to look like. That person has kind of already been picking up on their personality, right? How do they talk? How do they speak? Are they more formal? Or are they more relaxed? Like, what is their personality like, right? And then they go from that person to our onboarding dietitian, who's going to get on the phone with them and talk through their past history, their, you know, their health. And, and again, that person is getting an idea of how this person likes to be talked to what they're looking for out of a coach, you know, what area of expertise, like we have so many coaches from so many backgrounds, you know, mine's more in, strength and conditioning and um you know we might have another coach that is far beyond my knowledge of, of uh nutrition and um you know they're they're a lot better in that sense and mm-hmm. it just depends on the client so anyways what i'm saying is like that lead up into them even coming to me in the first place is pretty carefully executed right gotcha but more often than not, 99% of the time, I click with my clients.
0: That's neat. that's interesting. Well, you're such a likable dude, too. I mean, <laughs> it's probably it's probably hard for you not to. mean, okay, no,
1: that's, that's not true at all, right? Because then on the contrast, like my CrossFit gym is the opposite. It's like people just come because maybe they have a friend that goes there or, you know, they're just looking to get into CrossFit. And I can't tell you how many people like I've just not meshed with and there's nothing wrong with that I've had <laughs> coaches in the past that I didn't mesh with and there was nothing like they, they were professional they were experts in their field but like we just didn't you know it, it's just like how you pick your friends right uh, like sometimes you're right. you need someone that you don't mesh with and other times
0: you, you're your best friends right yeah I, I get it okay now I want to I we're going to bounce around a little bit and I'm going to try to go kind of fast because, you know, you're not the biggest Pelotoner in the world. But which I have I do have something to add to that. But go ahead. <laughs> OK, yeah, I, I think I might know about this. But um, but we always do like a class of the week, um, you know, every every week. And so for me <laughs> this week, I took a ride by Cody um I don't even know that Cody's last name, but he's really he's really popular on the Peloton platform. You might have even heard of him. I don't know. But he's like one of the more famous ones. And and it was a Christmas festive ride. And it was it was like the the Christmas LOL. He's got like a little talk show he does on the bike. It's it's craziness. Cody's Cody's insane. But I go into this class and. It was like the gayest class I have ever taken in my life. I mean, that's not that it's that's a bad, it's not a bad thing, but it was just it was sort of like when you walk into a bar and it's like you're like, man, I don't really belong here. You know, I mean, it was it was it was it was sort of like that. It was I was I was joking with my wife. I was like, you know, Cody's so popular and his class was just so gay today. Maybe like I should get Ryan to do like, you know, a big gay Christmas uh, festival festival. Um type podcast with me today. And she was like, No, you, you don't even need to go there. But I I uh, I I can't I can't help myself. But it was so much fun. It was it was like a really fun class, and but it was the gayest, the gayest ride I've ever done, ever in my whole entire life. So that's my class of the week. And I did a lot of working out this week, by the way. And uh <laughs> so that that was crazy. So okay, my question to you: have you ever tried a Peloton class? And and let me tell you where this came from. Um, this was a question from Julie Weber, by the way. She was like, ask Ryan is- if he's ever done a Peloton class. Because she's a client of yours, right? She is a client of mine. Yeah. She's a client and, of friends. And she's uh-huh. new to our Facebook group, by the way, um, via, yeah. via you sharing. And um, and she said, ask Ryan. I I go, I think I know the answer to that. And she was like, you might be surprised. So, so go, <laughs> Ryan. Let's hear it. Well, she... Um- Julia's great. Uh, she, she is a
1: fanatic with her Peloton. I mean, oh, yeah. she, we'll get
0: into that in a minute too. Yeah. yeah she was
1: doing a lot of workouts. Um, but anyways, I had told her earlier in the week that I was going to be on your podcast and I turned her onto the the podcast and told her, Hey, join the Facebook group. Like they're a bunch of Peloton. Like those are your people. Like go for it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she turns around later in the week and she goes, you know, If you're going to go on a podcast with a bunch of people that do Peloton, did you ever think that you might need to try out a couple workouts first? (laughs) And I go, you know what? That's a good point. That's a really, really good point. So, um, and I don't know, maybe I'll get in trouble for this or maybe she will. I don't (laughs) know. But she sent me her login information Uh and she goes, just try out a couple of the strength classes, right? Because I don't have a bike um, I don't have a tread. Like I don't, I didn't have anything that was going to be like, okay, like I can do this other than like the strength workout. So she sent me a few workouts in particular, her favorite ones. So I did two workouts this week. And they were good. Yeah. Cool. They were really good. They were one and gosh, I can't even remember. I think his name was Raz or. Ra- yeah. Yeah. Raz Lopez. Raz? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That class was freaking hard. Yeah, it was a tw- or thirty minute cardio hit, um, but it was all just like dumbbells, body weight stuff, and that class kicked my butt. <laughs>
0: Big time. <laughs> That's funny. That's fun. Yeah, the workouts are really, really good. Um, it, they they really are, and they have programs too, and and you know they they have um they have some really interesting weight programs you know so i mean you can get out of peloton pretty much anything you want uh, you know for me i just have fun with it you know i don't i think i think i could structure it where i could be a good runner again just with peloton classes sure. but i'm not 100% sure that's even what i want i want to do i just i just like riding i like competing you know, they, they've got on the bike, especially they've got these things called sessions and it's just people that hop on or are hopping on right then. And so it might be a group of like anywhere from like two to, I did one the other day that had 29 people in it. Um, and, and so you're riding live with these people at this spe- specific time and not necessarily you don't, you don't even have to know them and you can ride with your friends and everything, but these sessions are kind of cool. Cause you know, if you're feeling good that day, you can just really go for it. And you know, you're not compete Like, uh, I did a Peloton class one day because I was doing some older classes and 300,000 people had taken the class. So, you know, you're not going to win a class with 300,000 people. It's just not, it's just not going to happen. No. Uh, I learned early on in my running, my running career that even if you're good, there's always somebody better. Always. <laughs> it, it, it just, it does not matter, but yeah, the classes are really good. I'm glad, I'm glad you you tried that out, which, which I want to skip down to um And we're not really going to go to like everybody's class of the week this week because we're kind of on a little bit of a time crunch. So we're going to we're going to keep going. But I want to talk about the annual because this this is this is kind of close to my heart because all my guests always have way more minutes than me. And so this year I have 10,736 minutes on the Peloton platform so far. And I can officially say that I'm kicking your ass on the teletime time <laughs> platform so but but on now the flip smart. side of that i looked up i looked up julie uh weber her leader name by the way is imported jewels imported underscore jewels and so she must be from out of the country is she is she like
1: she's, she's from germany originally
0: yeah oh very cool very, i know not a lick of german i love german classes i couldn't tell you There's one one ounce of german and mm-hmm. I've taken German class. You think I would have picked up at least like hello or something and nothing. I know nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. But she has 19,789 minutes. I mean, that that's like twice as much as me. And and I mean, she's up there with like a lot of people. She, so, so in our group, we just have such hardcore people. I don't know how they do it. But she's four minutes behind accidental PR and two minutes ahead of super Trish, who I think is a Canadian. So, I mean, it's just like, it, it is amazing when you think about 19,789 minutes for the year and you're like two minutes, you know, ahead of somebody else in the group. It is, it it blows my mind, but I'm, I'm going to skip. Oh, go ahead. You know what I think her success a little bit is? And it's, and it's
1: interesting because I kind of picked up on this after I did the couple classes. Cause like I said, one was like a 30 minute um, and then the other one she sent me was all lower body. It was just pure lower body. It was a quick mm-hmm. 20 minute class. Um, but what I found from that is like, and especially my communication with her too, is like, she'll do something in the morning and then do like a quick, like 10 or a 20 minute at lunch. Yeah. And then if she's feeling up to it, she'll do another like quick 10 minute, like after work. Right. And, and just like chipping away at this stuff. So she's not even getting, I mean, don't get me wrong. She's getting on there and doing, you know, she's getting on her tread and doing some runs, um, you know, that are longer. She just did a half marathon. Um, there's a lot of running there. Uh, she's done, you know, some longer rides and stuff too, but it's not just like, she's not dedicating like an hour and a half in one sitting, you know, she's just kind of chipping away at this short stuff, but it it stacks up those
0: minutes. Oh yeah, it's and it's it's amazing. Like everybody's got like such different philosophies. You know, me when I got when I got into the Whoop, that's when I really changed my philosophy. And you and I are a little bit different on our Whoop philosophies, which which this is kind of cool because you've been a Whooper since like the early early days of Whoop. You know, like when right. it was just a big old band that that, that came out early. Um, founding member yep so i remember when when we talked about this like you're not you're you know you're like but then you're like a crossfit guy and you're gonna do the workout of the day no matter what but i was Mm -hmm. like i was like you know when i got my whoop i was like you know all at the time all these people were dropping dead on these fictional tv shows from doing peloton and and you know i'm not the healthiest guy so i'm like well this looks like it'd be pretty good for me because it would help me keep from working out too hard, you know? And so I get it. And the first thing I notice is I'm really not working out hard enough, you know? So, but, but then, so, so then I thought, well, you know, for me, the whoop works, I get in the biggest zone when I am it at like my whoop optimal for the day and see that that's really easy with Peloton because a, I can get, I can get to my optimal easy running because I'm just not that great of a runner anymore biking some days i had to work pretty hard to get to get there on a bike but but those days and you can look at my whoop data from last week and i mean i i just i was on it every single day you know so i'm not overtraining, and i'm not i'm not under i mean I'm, I'm like right there in the zone Now i think you could make an argument if you're competing and um going that way then the whoop could really help you but you're going to have to push yourself to those upper upper levels you know, sometime, but you know, we do, we do differ on our, but you're way more knowledgeable about whoop uh, than, than I am. But where, where do you depending. see it going? Where do you see whoop going? Cause, cause I have a friend and he won't tell me anything cause he knows I'll blab it all over the place, but, but he's on the whoop board and he won't tell me anything, but he says they have got the coolest changes ever coming at coming down the pike in the next year or two. And he's not one to, like, just say that, you know? I mean, so I really, I don't know where it's, where do you think Whoop's going? I think the next biggest step for Whoop is, and look,
1: when I first got it, it was pretty simple, right? Yeah. If we are being honest, it was pretty simple. It was like resting heart rate, sleep, and HRV, and that was it, mm-hmm. right? There was no like blood oxygen levels there was no respiratory rate it was very very simplistic recovery score here's your sleep score here's your strain that's Mm -hmm. it right and they've slowly added to that i think the next biggest um piece of data that i and i don't know like i'm not a tech guy i don't know how this works i don't like i don't know what it would take to get this in a band but the the biggest thing going on in the health world right now is continuous blood glucose monitoring. Mm. It's And there's companies doing it. You know, I forget the name of the company, but it's like a patch you put on your arm and it links to your phone and you have constant, you know? So, and I think that's really interesting because there are foods, you know, we're we're so individualized with our foods and what our body reacts to and doesn't react to. Right. There's a, Mm -hmm. there was a great study. Um, gosh, I hate referencing studies, not having names. Um, there was a great study a while back. They did it across a bunch of participants and basically had all these participants fast for 12 hours and eat a banana, right? Mm. Every participant, I think it was like a thousand people that participated eat a banana and they would measure their blood glucose levels 30 minutes, an hour and two hours after, right? Mm. Then they had that same group of people that same thousand participants fast again for 12 hours and they all ate a cookie, right? They gave them a cookie. Here's a cookie, eat this. And they were controlled in making sure that these people were getting 50 grams of carbohydrates, 50 grams, right? So they had to eat enough cookie to get 50 grams of carbohydrates, right? So intuitively what you would expect is all of their blood sugar is going to spike with the, um, with the cookie, Right. That's, that's what our brain says is the blood sugar spikes with something sweet, right? Artificial. Okay. And it wouldn't spike with the banana. What they found was the polar opposite. It was half and half the people that had, there was, it was about half people had a blood sugar spike with a banana. Half people had a blood sugar spike with a cookie. Some had none. Some people had a blood sugar spike after the banana and not after the cookie. Which doesn't make any sense, right? Because we think sugar, refined sugar, it's going to spike your blood sugar, right? So there's there's kind of – that's where the the realm is kind of going to in terms of like blood glucose monitoring is finding out what foods spike your blood sugar. Because we know that massive spikes in blood sugar, that's what leads to weight gain over time. And if we can stay away from that, we can do – I won't say it's the sole factor, but it's a big factor. It's a major factor. So to loop that around to what you ask, I don't know if they can, but I'm praying that they can get some form of continuous blood glucose monitoring in their band. I don't know how that works. I don't know how they do it, but it would be awesome.
0: That would be, that would be cool. I, I can't wait to see what's, what's down with it. I really do. My whoop really does control a lot of my day and help and help guide me. I mean, it really, it really has helped. Um, You know, when, when my dad was at his worst, you know, I was having more red recoveries than, than I had, you know, all year, all year long since I, when I, after I first got it, I didn't have any, I wasn't in the red ever, you know, I slept well. I, you know, even when I wasn't, you know, the picture of, of health, I, I still had really nice, nice recoveries and uh and and i could see like really how stress um you know could affect that i saw it firsthand and then yep. you know i i i feel so good like for me to set for me to set my day up the best and um is i work out first thing in the morning and get to my at least my the bottom level of what, what whoop says at least mm-hmm. the at least the bottom then i follow that up by my good solid breakfast and those are the days that i do the best in in every you know that it just sets my whole day up for success yeah. you know i don't do it every day i don't know why cuz it really does but you know like well like today you know i get up early i'm working on these 35 hours of notes that we're probably not even going to touch on all of it and <laughs> and and so then you know it's time to sit down so i haven't even had breakfast yet you know and and so podcasting days for me especially when anderson's not around cuz i don't know what i'm doing is they're hard because like you know he he works the board and all that kind of stuff and so when I'm doing it and now I've always been the crazy note person and he'll just (laughs) skip over them but um so I put in way too much time but you know that is what sets my day up and see I'm not even right after we get off here I'm going I'm leaving for Nashville to go to the the Belmont basketball game that'll be till four o'clock so you know I if I'm not careful, it's going to be like five o'clock before I even eat today, you know? So I'm going to yeah. have to, it, it. it's, and really, and we talked about this and I think everybody should know this by now, but the key to success with MetPro or really anything is planning, you know? I mean, it, 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 really, it really comes down to how well you plan. And, and for me, it, it, I take it one step further. It just, for me, it's getting off the day on the right foot, you know, and, and I could have, I could have made changes yesterday. I mean, I'm not making excuses because I could have made changes yesterday to my day to day to do the right things. And I just didn't, I mean, that was, that was sort of, that was my choice. You know, I could have, I could have gotten up an hour earlier and gotten, you know, the things, the things done that I needed to get done, but I didn't. And I knew I wasn't going to, you know, I'm not beating myself up over that by the way, but I just knew that, that that that's how it was going to be, but you know, circling back, and I I really kind of lost a whole the whole train of thought of what we're even talking about, <laughs> but but, uh, but it's just I don't know, it's it's just kind of cool. So no,
1: I do I do love what you said though, and there's there's that other cliche saying, and I've told you this: if you don't plan, you plan to fail, right? Yeah. And with everything, you know, I like with working out, with your diet, with anything, like you have to plan it. And if you don't plan, if you're like, I'll get it done at some point tomorrow, right? Yeah. I'll get this done at some point today. Like schedule it out. It's got to happen. It's got to be planned. Like otherwise, you're if you're flying willy nilly, it's not going to happen.
0: Well, my day is planned through the roof. I'm just not sure that I got my two important components into it. You know what I mean? I mean my my day is planned, and I'm 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 doing it. But it kind of goes back to the beginning, too, Ryan. In that, and it kind of, it kind of, it all comes together in that, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it it all comes together in that, well, like you said, with a plan and, you know, I'm, I'm saying now, like, you know, I've got real tangible goals for for really the first time ever. Yeah. I mean, I've always had short term goals and but I never really had great long term goals, you know, and and and, you know, looking back at it, I could have I could have been in such a different position, you know, if I if I just known more of what I wanted. And I just never I just never really knew. I think some people just kind of like glide through life. And I think I was one of those guys. You know, right. I, I I really do. And I can't be the only one. I I, I sure hope to hell I'm not. Uh, but but you know maybe I was afraid of failure, or 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 even on the flip side of that, I think maybe can you be can you be like afraid of success? I mean, do you ever do you ever yeah. yeah? So I think maybe I've got i got a little bit of that, or had a little bit of that in me as well. So I know I'm getting way too deep for the podcast. Let's get let's get into something else. So. Uh, one of my favorite things that we do every week is uh, media of the week. I know you said you looked down at my notes and saw Yellowstone, and you were like, "Yeah, all right." Mm-hmm. But I watched nothing this week. I've been I've been so busy. I just I had no time for like any TV. No stupid. And I love Christmas specials. I didn't even watch any Christmas specials or movies. Okay. Um, but so you have you watched anything good? Read anything good? Anything it, podcast? Any any good? Any it can be anything. Oh
1: man, yeah. The, the I mean, obviously, I'm a big Yellowstone fan. Um, I'm I'm right on that show, and the you know new episode drops today. So, um, oh, my we, wife
0: will we, be right there with you watching it. She loves that. And okay, I turned her on to Yellowstone, right? And so yep. we're we're binge watch. She binge watches everything. If she really likes it. So we're going and and we're, we're like eight, nine episodes into this thing. And I'm like, I got to get some sleep. And she just <laughs> she just keeps going. She left me behind. So I'm still on like season two because my wife, Jennifer, oh my just goodness. left me behind. She did. Buddy. Really yeah, I know. I, I got to get back on it because it's a great show. But I think I was kind of pissed that she just went ahead without me. You know, and yeah. I wake up the next morning and she's still watching Yellowstone. I mean, that's that's how much she loved, loved the show. So she'll be she'll be, I'm sure, watching it tonight and I still won't be. But it's a yeah. it's a great it's a great show. But that's it's your kind of show. like I could, you know, you live in northern California mm-hmm. um, and it looks like you live in a, a gorgeous place. But I could totally see you in Montana. I mean, that <laughs> to me, to me, that would be the perfect place for you to live. You know it's funny because when 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 Elise and I are watching it together, <laughs> like, and and, and, yeah. and so you and Elise actually watch it together. Nobody nobody went off and left the other person, right?
1: Yeah, it's kind of you know with um with her and I, it's kind of an unspoken. Well, I don't know if it's unspoken or not, but like any show, we we start together, we watch together, and no. it's like you know a, a couple times, like maybe I watched an episode without her, not of Yellowstone, but maybe of another show, and it's like dang, you watch that without me. And then, you know, it's like backtrack and you don't move on. So most of the shows, if not all of them that we start together, we, we make sure like we're sitting down together to watch them. Um, that's,
0: that's, that's a real issue out there, folks. I'm telling you, I don't, if I'd known this about Jennifer, when we got married, I might've made like a whole different, different decision that she would just leave me behind on uh, shows. She did that with a below deck, uh, Mediterranean, which is a great, a great show too, by the way. Um, And a couple other shows. I can't keep up with her. I cannot keep up with her on it because I just can't I can't binge. I like I like watching like I don't even like watching a whole show all at once. I like to sit down and watch like 15, 20 minutes of a show and then maybe do three (laughs) or four shows like that and and kind of spread it out. But, man, she gets it all in. Um, Okay, (laughs) so back to your story. So moving to Montana, let's hear about it.
1: Oh, it just, it, it's so funny because I catch myself anytime they do like those big epic scenery shots of the hills or the woods or the land. I'm like, man, I could move to Montana right now. Like, I just could move straight to it.
0: <laughs> it does, it does look good. I, and I'm telling you here at the farm in Woodbury, Tennessee, we've got a lot of that going on here, it, minus the bears. So you might be like even safer, you know, coming out here. We do have snakes, but I've never seen a bear <laughs> around. So. I don't know.
1: I, don't, I think I'd mind the uh the snakes more than the bears, my
0: friend <laughs> no, those those well yeah I guess uh, snakes can be kind of scary one time we saw like this huge rattlesnake here oh it was it was it was scary but most of the snakes around here are not are not very are not very dangerous but um anyway so. um the other show that we yeah. just I just got into was uh
1: Wednesday. That's
0: been oh a yeah somebody somebody else said that on our site Nicole Molner said said Wednesday on Netflix what's that about it's kind of a
1: so I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate for this um <laughs> I have never I've never seen the original Adams family and oh okay so it's about it's about the daughter Wednesday okay Wednesday, yeah Wednesday I mean and all of the, like original characters you know um what is it morticia or yeah, Morticia's the mom. the mom. Yeah. Morticia's the mom, yeah. Um, but it's a spin-off of that, and it's a show about her going to Nevermore, the school, and um, it's really good. It's super well done. It's well shot. It's well put
0: together. I got to uh, try that. That sounds fantastic. I, I didn't even know what it was about, but... Now that you mention it, I think I think it's pretty good. We had a whole bunch of other stuff. I won't get through it, but my favorite was uh, Gabby Glensky's was the best this week. She said every bad Hallmark movie she can find. I just I love that. <laughs> so, I, I haven't I haven't watched those uh, many of those Hallmark movies because they're all exactly the same. But, but. but I I have to admit I sort of like them. I mean they they it's just the same story, different actors, but they're all beautiful people. And I don't know, I just, I just, I just like it. I have a friend, uh, she's not a close friend, but we used to do some theater together back in the day. And she just did one called uh, Santa Boot Camp. It's on Lifetime with uh, Rita Marina who's like 90 something years old or something like that. I mean, she was in West side story. I mean, that shows you like the original West side story back in the fifties, you know? So, I mean, she's been around a long, long time, but I want to see that, but I don't have, I don't have lifetime. So I got to figure out a way to do that, but there was a lot of other stuff too, but we're going to, we're going to keep going. Um, We also do like, uh, PR shout outs like on the there's an app called track it's in beta but it'll kind of show you like some of your friends like how they're performing what they're doing and these are just people in the last day or two that had uh, PRs which is off awesome Matt Johnston spin for claws Trisha L sleepless and SLC please no burpees time for Yesh, and the pillow princes and Allie Watson so, I, and I'm ta- I know a lot of these people. So, um, please no burpees. That's the best one. Is that a, a tag? A handle? That's a, that's burpees. her leaderboard name. Please no burpees. Awesome, so, awesome. yeah, she she's she's awesome, by the way. So, oh, wow. and then, um, okay. So here's a question for you that I got. Uh, let me make sure I hadn't picked over any questions. Some of these questions are mine. Most of these questions are mine, by the way. Um, oh yeah, okay. This is this is for me, by the way. But but what do CrossFitters think about Pelotoners? I mean, I, I, like I really admire P- CrossFitters, but I just feel like CrossFitters look down upon us Pelotoners. That's that's just my that's just my general, you know, like uh, they're not serious kind of people. No, not. Uh, I mean, I can't speak for all CrossFitters. Right, right, right. I can just,
1: I can just speak for me. Um, I don't care what people do. Honestly, I just like I just want people to exercise. I really don't care. You know, yeah. I know they're hard. Like, I remember um my my very first job in a gym, and I'm actually glad they did this. I, I really am. I, I thought it was really beneficial, but you know, I was big into bodybuilding at the time, and I'd done you know some couple, um, like triathlons and stuff like that. Cause I was a big swimmer and those are, you know, kind of fun for me. But when I first got the job at this gym, one of their requirements before they even hired you is they gave you this, they called it bingo. And you had to check off and do and have the instructor sign it off. You had to do every single class that they offered. Huh. Every single class, a CrossFit class, a strength class, a a yoga class, a spin class, a, uh, shoot. I even did a water aerobics class. I kid you not. That's
0: interesting. No, that's cool. Every
1: single class that they are, because what they wanted you to know. And I, again, I love this is just like, if you work there, you should be knowledgeable about the classes and how challenging they are or are not right. Like this is a, you know, this is a more basic level class grid for entry level. Like this is a really hard class. Go do this. Anyway the spin class that I took, and this isn't Peloton. I'm just like, I'll get there. But the spin class I took was one of the hardest things I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. Like, cr- like CrossFit's really hard. Don't get me wrong. And like some of the worst workouts, hardest I've ever done have been in CrossFit. But like, I think exercise is only as hard as you push yourself. Sure, I really think sure. I, I re- like, I think you can get a lot out of very minimal And I think it's all about how you push. And that spin class kicked my butt. It put me in the dirt. And there were people in there that were in that modality so much more fit than me. I mean, I was dying and these people could like hold a conversation doing the exact same amount of effort and I didn't understand it. So when I think about Peloton people and who like who is doing Peloton it doesn't even cross my mind that like, Oh, like test test, you know, they don't, yeah. do crop. they're not doing hard things because I know it's garbage, right? Like I've, I've been put through really, really, really hard workouts and I know that they're difficult. I mean, right. even the one I did that one from, from Raz, like that kicked my butt,
0: yeah. it kicked
1: my butt. two sets of dumbbells and body weight. And it kicked
0: my butt. I, and, I think I think the bottom line is there's room for both CrossFitters and Pelotoners in this world. Do, do many see? I don't see much. I don't see much crossover in the two, though. You know, I I feel well, like. No, I disagree entirely. Wait, so you think there's a lot of crossover between Pelotoners and and CrossFitters, dude?
1: Yes. First off, like, I I hate the gym world in that sense because it's kind of like. I don't know what the word is for it. Caddy. It's like, it's like if you're not doing the kind of exercise that I'm doing, then you're not as good. Right. Or you don't know how hard this is. And I think people should get more. I think they should get more experience in something that they haven't done. Like I've taken yoga classes that put me out for a week. Oh, me too. Like I could not, I've like, I've taken hard yoga classes and been put through the ringer on them. And I, I think people should try something that they haven't done a lot more. I really, I really do. Um, and I think there is a ton of crossover, like even the workout that I did, right. There were movements and even, even the format, right. Like one of the things was, it was a
0: six minute EMOM. EMOM comes from CrossFit. Yeah. Oh, well. okay. No, let me, let me take this back. I, I, I'm not meaning to say like there's not a lot of crossover because I think there actually is, but I'm not. And a lot of Peloton people go to gyms, by the way. I mean, that's not, that's not that unusual. It's sure. just, it's just CrossFit seems to be like such a community. I just don't see a lot of CrossFitters doing Peloton outside of their CrossFit workouts, which, which is, you know, by bi- let's, let's go back to hardcore biking. You know, like when you were a triathlete, I do see more and more people in that, in that, um, discipline coming over to Peloton and getting rides, especially in the winter something like that. And some of them personally that I've known, they've gotten to be better, better riders, you know, like I used to do triathlons too, back in the day. And, and what I didn't like about triathlons was cause I, like you, I had a swimming background and in, in, um, in high school and even before that, and, you know, I was a runner. So the, my, my worst thing was biking. I was just a horrible cyclist. And the thing I hated the most, and I don't know if you felt this at all back then, because that was cycling. Cycling was probably your your worst of the three as well. But the thing I hated no. the most, <laughs> you you were you were a, you were a good cyclist. I was a good cyclist, yeah. Okay, the, but the thing I hated the most about cyclists was the equipment made such a huge difference, you know. And yeah, and like so, could. you would have a, you know, if let's say I was on a level playing field with somebody and they had a. $10,000 bike and my $1,500 bike. it, you know, it was just, it was just such a big deal. And I, I, that's what I didn't like about the sport, you know, with, with uh, running, it was just a pair of shoes, you know, swimming, yeah. it was, it was nothing basically goggles. That was, that was it. So that that's what, I, that's what I didn't like about the whole triathlon thing, but we got to oh, get into cool. some real questions now, Ryan. Okay, okay. So great. This is a, this was from our Facebook group. So what are great ways uh, to get more protein. If you're a vegetarian, what, what, what can somebody do for that? So, so let's
1: first highlight vegetarian, right? I want, I want like vegans, like a whole different story. Um, but you know, let's, let's say vegetarian and I'm going to assume, I'm going to make a couple assumptions so I can give advice. There is, um, let's assume a, a vegetarian, can we say they eat fish? right? You can say whatever you want, right? I'm just going to pretend, let's say vegetarian, (laughs) we're just staying away from like meat. So, you know, fish, shellfish eggs. Okay. That's and and let's say cheese too, right? Because that's another big one. Um, those, those knock out a ton of things already, right? If you can get fish in your diet, eggs, like good, healthy eggs, omega-3 fatty acids, there's plenty of protein there. Not to mention like eggs, eggs are one of my favorite because you can really separate out, right? If you need the fat, great, go full eggs. If you need just the pure protein separated out and you've got, you know, your egg whites. Um, so those are killer shellfish, um, you know, all different types of fish, salmon, uh, cod, um, you know, you've got a lot of options there. And then there is more like Vegetarian type options, or or even like vegan too, would be like nutritional yeast. Have you ever mm-hmm. dealt with like nutritional yeast? It's really never have, no. Man, it um, you put that in like a stir fry, it tastes like cheese. Huh.
0: Interesting.
1: It, it's very interesting the way it works. Uh, I've actually
0: never even heard of it. So
1: yeah, you should you should experiment with that. Okay, uh, I will. It's, it's it's really good, and and there's a lot of you know beans are a great way to get um, good protein in, you just have to also be careful. Like my advice with vegetarians, vegans, when you're getting your protein is you're always dealing with what we call compound nutrients, right? You're never, unless it's egg whites, you're never really getting a pure form of like protein, right? Like a chicken breast, right? Mm -hmm. Like chicken is going to have no fat, no carbs, Okay. Chicken breast. Right. So we that's can right. really like fine tune and get pure protein out of that. Whereas any of your other like vegetarian options, you just have to keep in mind that they're going to contain either a, a form of fat or a form of carbs. So that's where people get kind of in trouble is they'll go, okay, well, I need this much protein. So I have to eat this many beans. Right. But then their carbohydrate load is through the roof because see, they have, yeah they had beans with rice. Right. And they had like, you know, there, there's a lot of other components. So I just caution people, like when you're trying to get vegetarian or vegan options, you have to know that there's other nutrients like fat or carbohydrates in that component
0: gotcha okay cool all right let's get on to the next topic and that is our peloton people person of the week i have really nothing to do with this ryan and i've never won it by the way and i've had some weeks out there where i really thought i should be the peloton people person of the week and i can you can you educate me on how you win that is it minutes or is it like like how what's the, what's the requirement the, the criteria, basically, I don't really know because I have nothing to do with it. But but we have somebody that picks the Peloton people person of the week for us. And it, it's just kind of like, I don't know, it, it's just kind of they're just they're just crushing it in the world of Peloton. You know, that's well, what, that's does, that it more than what does crushing it mean? Is it minutes? Is it output? Is it watts? Is it? Totally subjective, man. So let me tell you about this week's Peloton People Person of the Week because you'll right. get a kick you'll get a kick out of this one. But this week's Peloton People Person of the Week is Laura Buchanan. Leaderboard name: pelo Junkie Twenty Five. Okay, so I'm reading this. She's in our group group group, yeah, right? she's in our Whoop group. So here we go. Okay. So Laura joined Peloton just over a year ago, September 2021, and she's currently on a 66 week workout streak. Since she's joined Peloton, she has only skipped two days of working out. Laura has a Peloton bike, a tread, and is one of the lucky brand-new owners of the Peloton row. Her rower was delivered last month, and she's been busy getting quality row workouts in. Okay, Laura is only one class away from achieving her 250th cycle milestone, and she has completed 11 different Peloton programs and what's most impressive is her focus on meditation. She has currently completed 568 Peloton meditations. Impressive! So, thanks, Laura, for being a part of our Peloton community. Now, here's the thing about Laura: I so admire her. If I was picking Peloton people of the uh, person of the week, I would probably pick her almost every week. Like she is in our Whoop group, as you know, because you're in our, our Whoop group too, and and she there's been so many weeks where she wins everything, strain, recovery, sleep. I mean, that is really hard to do. It's, it's easy to pick out one. Like anybody could go out there and win strain, right? Anybody, anybody could do that, but then how do you recover? And then how do you sleep, you know, to, to do it all like that. And last week she was sick and she still won like two of the categories and she was She's my arch nemesis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, to me, to me, I don't, I want, I want to talk to her. I'm going to get her on the podcast one day because I really want to, I just want to know how, how she does it all. And and she's yep. on be real too. You know, I talk about be real. I've tried to get you on be real. You won't do it. It's probably like a client, a client. A no, you,
1: just, you just know me. I'm, I'm Not on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. The only thing I have is Instagram, and I'm hardly ever using it. Be, so, <laughs> Be Real.
0: Be Real is so is so great. We had we had a new guy this week. Um, Chris C. Sign up. One of our Peloton people. He he joined us on Be Real. I it, it's so funny because the people that are on Be Real, I feel like I really sort of know. I mean, we really don't, but I really do. It's kind of like when people come up to me and they've heard the podcast. They they act like they know me. And I don't yep. have any idea who they are, but but with the be real, I kind of I kind of you know get a feeling about that. And Chris is a neat guy too, by the way, because he's trying to do every Peloton program. And uh, let's see, I wrote it down somewhere, but he is on. I think he's done like thirty three percent of the programs, and they have a lot. They have like forty something programs. I mean, that includes like running a marathon and, and, you know, all this, all this stuff. So, I mean, he's, he's really done. It. So it's been fun to like see his stuff and um mindful and fit. She's one of my, also one of my favorite uh, be real people. And I just made the connection this week that it's actually Lori Richter, who we talk about all the time, but I never put the connection together because I usually just see the, you know, one screen name or another, but, but mindful and fit, she always has like a great smile and um, all that kind of stuff. She she suffers like with migraines, like that's her that's her her kryptonite is she just has a lot of migraines. Which, man, I don't know if you ever had that happen, but that can be debilitating. So I have I have never not once. Um, let's see. Oh, I tried the guide this weekend. You don't know what the guide is, but um, it it's sort of like a camera, and you do weight classes with it. Um, it's a, it's a part of Peloton. It's, it's one of their cheaper pieces of equipment. It's like two, 300 bucks or two fifty somewhere around there. And they've got a great deal on that right now through the six where you get like, if you buy a guide, you get like $300 or close to $300 in free accessories. So you could, you could, you know, load up on Peloton weights if you wanted to, but I tried okay. it. One, one of our, one of our members, uh, Dean Pelotami, um, he came to a basketball game with us in Nashville uh, last month, Antoine and one of Nikki's games, and he gave us a guide. He had two, and you can't really use two the way the, the system works. So he gave us a guide, and, and I've just now gotten to try it. And And Anderson feels the same way, but it is freaking awesome. So What is so it? It, it? It's, it's kind of hard to explain. Okay, so it's a camera, basically. So you're seeing yourself as you're working out with these instructors on these guide classes. It counts the reps for you. That's like a new thing. So but but one of the coolest things is like a lot of the Peloton classes have lightweights, medium weights, heavy weights. So mm-hmm. you can go ahead before the class starts and put like in your weight weights. You know like if if my light weights can be 5, my my medium's 10 and my heavy's 15 or 20. I can go ahead and put that into the program beforehand. So it'll just tell me like, "Okay, grab your weights." And then and then it'll keep up like on how much weight you're lifting. You know like so for the for the whole class you know, you might, you might lift like, you know, a thousand pounds or something like that. It's just really cool. And when this first came out, I thought it was the stupidest thing in the world. Like I can see on your face, you're not like, it's kind of like, that's kind of how I was. It's hard to, it's hard to describe, but it is the neatest thing I've ever
1: seen. It's it, not that hard to describe. Actually, it's constantly what I'm talking with my clients about because yeah. strength training. So here's the interesting part. strength training is not that hard no it's not it's a a math equation so here's what they're doing is and we do this in crossfit we're taught this in our certifications is force right force Mm -hmm. equals weight weight times distance times reps it's really Ah. simple okay so you get it way more than me (laughs) Oh yeah, I mean it, this literally makes perfect sense. So force production equals weight times distance times reps, right? If we take the distance component out, right? If you're always moving the same way, right? You're always, you know, if you're pressing, you're always locking out your arm over your head and coming back down to the same position, you you can take the distance component out, right? Mm-hmm. So then it simplifies to force equals weight times reps. And it's really easy.
0: Amazing. So if you
1: do a bicep curl 10 times, With 10 pounds in your arm, you just did a hundred pounds of force production. It's simple, right? So then how, how, do we create more fitness? How do we get you to be stronger, right? You do one of two things. You increase one variable and it doesn't matter, right? And I use the tiniest example with people. I'm like, if you do three sets of same example, three sets of a 10 pound bicep curl 10 times, Okay. That's a hundred pounds of force production per set. Okay. And then you multiply that across three sets. So you've done 300 pounds of force production across your bicep, right? Wow. All you have to do is increase one component one time. Your first set, do a 15 pound dumbbell. And then for your next two sets, go back to the 10. That's fine. Your first set was 150 pounds of force production. Your next two sets were a hundred. That's 350 pounds of force production. You went up 50 pounds.
0: Okay. Well, you've really taught me something because I thought it was just cool everything it did. Okay. And now you make it even sound cooler. And then, and then like all that's stored in what you did that class too. So you can, you can see how you're progressing. Um, You know, you can, you can add weights or, or reps like you're saying. I mean, it's, it, it really is a neat piece of equipment. So, I mean, Thumbs up from Anderson and me both. He gets to keep it in Nashville. I don't know why he does, but he's more of a weightlifter than I am, so it's only fair that he, he gets to keep it where where he is. But big, huge shout out to to Dean Pello, Tommy man. I I love it. It took me a while to get it hooked up, but uh, but uh it is it is it is so good. So um, that's a oh,
1: and super also, valuable piece of equipment.
0: That's a okay. very valuable piece. So another thing, Peloton came out with a rower last month and started shipping people got it in it's ridiculously expensive i mean like really really expensive for a rower um how much is it like thirty one hundred dollars. i mean that's a lot for a rower it's it's more than like hydro it's more and and like okay here's the reason i bring this up because i know you're a big rowing fan you know i know Mm -hmm. like and, and crossfit rowing's a big part of it too so you know i know like you're all over rowing but Anderson went to the Peloton store in Nashville yesterday and tried it out, tried out the rower, and he has not stopped raving about it since then, you know. So, I mean, it's way overpriced, but it'll come down in price eventually, But because it's brand new. Uh, sure. But if I, if I do get a rower, if we do get a rower, it would definitely be the Peloton rower, just because I'm locked into the ecosystem, you know, like you don't have to have another – Monthly subscription to do row classes and and that sort of thing, and and really what kind of comes down to you know where the CrossFit and the Peloton worlds collide is they're coming out with a lot of um, row boot camps, you know, which is yeah. sort of like an Orange Theory or a little bit of guys like what you guys do. You you guys do a little bit more, and that's why I'm so impressed with CrossFit once again because you guys do a little bit of everything. Now on the yeah. Peloton cl- platform, you can do everything, but they don't really do everything in like one workout, like you guys do. you know, they do have boot camps. so they'll do you know it could be weight or it could be um body weight or it could be you know real weight. So it's sort of similar, but but you you do like rowing, right? is that is that one of your faves? I love
1: the rower. I am a little I'd probably be embarrassed to share how many meters I've rode <laughs> honestly. Um, I've done a couple of marathon rows literally wow. a marathon on the rower um it's 40 gosh 42,195 meters wow it's a lot of road I was on that I was on that rower for
0: four hours it was about what it took me
1: that, a little that over is, four.
0: that is crazy well I, I just I wanted want to put that out there that Anderson loved it I'm going I need to go try it out too but I'm afraid I would like it and I really don't have the money to get it so um well I'm here's not.
1: here, I'll tell you I'll tell you why I like the rower.
0: Um and I don't I, I
1: don't know about Peloton, like I don't know the mechanics of theirs. We use concept too. Um mm. they're kind of that's like, a really
0: popular one.
1: Yeah, they're kind of like the big name brand in rowers, but the reason I like the rower so much, I've I've I just love it, is it it works 90% of every muscle in your body. Yeah. 90%. You cannot get that through any other modality of cardiovascular work, right? Like running. Legs, a little bit of core depending on if you're doing sprints, right? But there's nothing going on upper body, right? Absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. Um bike, kind of the same thing. Um, you know, you can kind of you can kind of go through the work, but rower, like I, I have an ongoing joke. Like if you are if you have a rower and you can do push-ups, because really those are the only two muscles you don't use is your chest and your triceps right. when you're rowing. Those are the only two muscles that you're not working. If you have a rower and can do push-ups, you can get a full body workout every single day.
0: That's every interesting.
1: Day.
0: That, that is, yeah, I I can't wait to get one. I mean, it's going to be a while for me, but I, I can't, I can't wait to get one. Oh, here's another question that I have to you. Um, Somebody in the Facebook group would love to hear your thoughts on macronutrients and their importance on athletics when you think about that question. That's a broad you know, question. Right. Well, I feel like I feel like with Met Pro a little bit, you know, we really kind of focus on macronutrients. I mean, we don't not in a not in a certain way, but I mean you kind of do, you kind of are breaking it down like that in a way, right?
1: Yeah. Um God, it's just such a broad question because everyone's so different, right? So like my fallback, and and people probably hate that I say this so much is it depends. <laughs> right. It That's de- what Angelo de- always says. <laughs> yeah, but it's so true because it's like it's like I have so many questions following that. Right. It's like, what is your what is your uh weekly and daily exercise routine look like? Because you know, a um a bodybuilder has an entirely different macronutrient need than a distance runner, and a distance runner has an entirely different macronutrient need than Um, uh, a cyclist. And like, so, and then, and then you add another question, which is what is your body type? What are your goals? How much do you weigh? How tall are you? Are you male, female, right? All of those things kind of come into play. I like to just vaguely answer that question. Macronutrients are super, super important for everybody to be in the right amount at the right times. You know, I like I, I laugh when I see people jam down 60 to 90 grams of protein in a sitting because they think they're like recovering from a workout. You know, I'm going to do three scoops of my protein powder silliness. It's absolutely silly. Your body can't digest that, um, gotcha. you know, you know. So
0: so it depends I, on I the person, basically. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what you're saying, right?
1: yeah it it very much depends on okay. the person it depends on your sport and and your goal what are you trying to achieve you know right. it's, it's it's so much that goes into that
0: perfect perfect sense all right i'm gonna i'm just gonna jump through some other stuff real quick because i know we're trying to wrap it up but i haven't even done a met pro ad today and um but we talked a lot about met pro <laughs> and i try not to i try not to talk too much about met pro honestly enough but if you are interested and you do want to talk to met pro um metpro.co forward slash Peloton people is where you would go to set up um, a consultation. And that's kind of the first step in starting the journey. Um, we've also talked uh, a couple of weeks ago, I kind of mentioned, you know, you guys have an app only option as well. But I don't really I don't really push that as much because. I just the coaching is just it, it. It's like the secret sauce of the whole thing. Now I think like after you do a rotation of Met Pro, that you could totally do the app to kind of fine tune yourself after that. Once you know stuff, because like I said, MetPro is like it's like a college course in a lot of ways. You know, you yeah. got really great access to you guys, and and I don't know. I just I just feel like I've learned I've learned so much. So so while there is an app only. Thing out there that people can definitely try. If you can, you know, I just so just so recommend the coaching option. Like, you know, with somebody like you, you guys are just so knowledgeable. I'll so, I'll, I'll I'll give my two cents on this little Met Pro ad. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 So, you, you you probably will do the best one I've ever done. Like sometimes sometimes I get so off the rails, I don't even think I'm even talking about Met Pro anymore. So go go.
1: Look, here's what I tell people is. Number one is just call us and talk to us. It's free. Just call and ask some questions. Like if you're interested, we have a, me included, you know, like contact me via email or phone. I'm happy to give it out. Ryan at medpro.co or they can go to that link, go through you guys. You can call me or email me, even if you just have questions, right? What is the cool, what do you guys do? Right. And we do that all day long. So I couldn't encourage like just get more information to figure out one, if it's a right fit for you. Right. And, and just get those questions answered. The second is like, when you're talking about the difference between app and coaching, I, I could not recommend more that people do three months of coaching with us, right. Get some knowledge, get some detail, get some, some really finite things that you can do. And then if, you know, if it's costly for you, you know, or you don't get, like as much benefit out of it, whatever the case is, continue on with the app, because then you're going to know, I can't tell you how many people I've coached that do the app for six months. And then they say, you know what, I want that extra piece. So then they come on to coaching and they're like, oh my gosh, I wish I knew all of this when I started yeah. I wish I knew all of this information because there were so many things that they were doing incorrectly that yeah. that could have been fixed immediately. So do three, four, five, six months of coaching and then move over to the app and continue your journey. Um, that's where I see most people succeed.
0: That's that's kind of that's kind of what I was thinking, too. So let's see what else I got here. Um, I am going to run through some uh, news real quick. Not really even that much news. But Heather um, told me this this morning. Susie Chen, or Chan, one of the Peloton tread instructors, uh finished the Daytona 100 Ultra uh yesterday. Um cool. she came in first for her age group with a time of 25 hours 25 minutes and 29 seconds. So, she's she's an ultra ultra runner who didn't start running by the way until her mid 30s. Um, I mean, she and one time she had the the world record for indoor treadmill 12 hour run. Uh, I don't think she does anymore, but I mean, that's how she, she burst onto the scene. Didn't start running. I think she was even a smoker started running and just, I mean, she was just a natural, you know, some people are like that. Um, we're going to skip over a lot of the other news today. And. um, Oh, back to whoop again. We got a new whoop member on our team, Dr. David Kennedy. He's a doctor from Canada. So Very cool. That, okay. That's kind of cool. So he's pretty good too. And one also wanted to point out this: Anderson had a strain day last week of twenty point five. I mean, <laughs> oh my that, goodness! But, but see, because so here's the thing with Anderson: he's taking like a running class right now. It's got to be the easiest class in the world. But so they run like three, four miles, and and Anderson can go out and run nineteen minutes, like without even trying. You know, yeah. which I. I mean I was better back in the day but I mean he's doing it without any training at all it's just a, it's fantastic and then he plays basketball he's on the practice squad against the Belmont women's basketball team and so it's kind of funny he'll have higher strain than Nikki because she gets to be subbed out and he has to play the whole the whole practice so you know he's just but I don't I don't I mean you know how hard it is to get 20.5 strain really hard that's my highest i've ever gotten ever yeah i mean i think i got i might have hit 20 or 19 once and and that's easier for me because i'm not as in good shape as you guys either you know when you're you're in really good shape it's really even harder to get up to those those high levels so man kudos to you guys um let's see let's try to get ryan on be real he was not having it um you really should try it though it's so neat man A, you just kind of what you know. We kind of do it as a as as part of our Facebook group. It's sort of a supplement, but I swear, I feel like I know like those people so well. And I just I love seeing a daily shot into everybody's boring life. For some reason, that makes me happy. Like that everybody's you know not because you know Facebook kind of depresses me sometimes because I feel like everybody's living a better life than I am. You know, like they just post what they want you to see, and it's not quite the same on Be Real. So. Um, some of our Facebook group, we're just going to rip through this real quick, but it's kind of cool. Uh, Louise Lawson, 400th ride, got postponed because her power went out from an electrical storm, but she got it in later that day. Um, Sarah Tui, she's going to the UK. Her husband is is from England, and she was wanting to do a riding class, but the studio's going to be closed down for two weeks. I don't know what's up with that, so... Uh, biggest news of all for the week, Heather Mutter, who was my, um, host a couple weeks ago, you, you got to listen to some of that. Well, yeah, she's yeah. got, she broke down and bought a Peloton tread and it's being delivered tomorrow. So, awesome. uh, I hope it goes well. There's a lot of delivery horror stories out there, uh, but even a bunch of Romans we'll get into that another time. Uh, let's see. Um, Chrissy did a really interesting poll on her Facebook group And the regular bike that most people had that, but it was followed really closely by the bike plus. And then the tread was really close behind. Uh, I think Peloton's Peloton's tread also uh, is probably ridiculously overpriced as well, but it's a great piece of equipment. If you ever get a chance to run on one, run on it. Their old one too, people even like it better, the one that got recalled. But Hmm. a lot of people have hung on to that. It's a a big, huge tread with slats. Uh, I didn't like it as much because it was – a 450 pounds and B, it was just it was just so loud, you know. Like I like the new one a lot better, but I'm I'm in the minority there. Um, Amy, 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 Amy is sick, so I hope she gets well soon. Uh Roberto is still walking, and I think he actually listened to a podcast. I talk about Roberto every week, and I don't think he's ever heard this podcast. Um, I'm taking there's a whole bunch of us. Take Peloton just dropped an intro to meditation class. And I'm the worst meditator in the world. I I just I, I'm just not good at it. Like yoga, even restorative yoga, uh, I can sort of get into that zone more. I maybe it's because I'm doing a pose or something, but I'm doing this class and it's a couple of meditations a day, small ones, and it's you know teaching you like different modalities of it. And I'm still suck at it. I I just I do not get everybody else in the group's doing really good. I'm I'm just not. I'm not good at meditation. I am not good at. I'm going to keep trying though. But man, like you, you got into meditation, right? Or were you more yoga? Oh, big, big time. Yeah, meditation. Yeah. So can you get there? I mean, can you? Can you? You know, I always feel like I'm trying to get get somewhere. I, I'm trying. Like I'll do meditation, and I feel nothing. I mean, I surely to God, I should like, you know, feel some sort of something. And I just, I get nothing out of it. So. You oh. gotta, you just gotta keep going with it. You know, I
1: like just spend five, ten minutes a day doing it, um, and and you get better at it. You know, it's 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 hard, but use apps, follow them. You know, it's
0: it's it's important. Okay, two two other things, and I gotta let you go. Andrea wins. She's out walking around in nine degree weather. She also turned her spare bedroom into a fitness room. We gotta talk about that more later. Valerie Simpson and Amy, Amy both got in on that guide deal. Got guides. Uh, Bex Gentry, nothing this week, but she's a freaking great instructor. Uh, Matthew Johnson's getting schooled by his son Henry in basketball. And he was also spotted on the Peloton tread today, and I got to ask him how he does his workouts on the road. All right, so, uh, Ryan, um, I guess we don't even have time to ask you what do you want to be when you grow up. Do you have any ideas what you want to be when you grow up? Nope, I saw that question in the notes, and I have no answer to that. <laughs> okay, all right, so, um my uh, my goals. We'll get to that next time, Ryan. Thank you so much, man, for being being here. It's it, 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 this has been so much fun for me. I could go literally five hours talking to you, and I'm not I'm not even joking. It, it, this hey, is. I agree. I agree, buddy. I could go all day with this. It's been a so, pleasure. So thank you so much. I'm gonna hit the the stop recording now. Follow us on. Uh, come join our Facebook group, Peloton People. Uh, follow us on I don't even know all that stuff Anderson does so we'll just say goodbye Ryan have a great Christmas I'll talk to you soon and thank you so much thanks Bobby. bye